Uh, I don't know if you guys know. I, I do have perfect pitch. Oh. Oh. Sh- Mom, go away. I'm recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Welcome back to Later Today. My name is Carlos. My name is Shane. Now, this is going to be a continuation of the interview we had with Alex Moisef a little while ago. It was such a good interview, we knew we had to split it into a two-parter. So, buckle your seatbelts as we talk with Alex once again about new things. What's it like being Pitch Perfect? How is it like having your piece performed by a live orchestra? And also, why the heck has Shane broken so many French horns? All that and more in this episode of Later Today Podcast. Alex, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. How are you? Thanks for uh, having me on the on the podcast. I'm looking forward to this. I want to I want to get into the, the juicy juice, though. Like the big composition that you got played live by Cleveland's Institute of Music. What was that like? The process, I guess, from like one of your beginning to and how you got to getting it played live. I applied for this summer program called, you know, the Young Composers Program. That's how I got to perform. I got accepted and they basically sent me an email and they're like, you are assigned to write. You have to write a piece for this these set instruments before June, right? And I was assigned, it was what, clarinet, cello, and violin. I had to, basically, they just gave me that, and I had, and at that point, you know, I started thinking of ideas, played around. I actually, I wrote through, like, half a piece and scrapped it at one point because I didn't like it, and I, I restarted And then I kind of thought of this concept. I remember one time in, like, history class or somebody, one of my teachers brought it up, and it was, it's a Japanese proverb. It's, uh, it says, you know, there's one face you show, you, a, p- a person has three faces. One face you show to the general public, but you don't know. One face you show to your close family and friends, and one face you only show to yourself. I kind of... I took that concept and I kind of made three miniature pieces based on that. I only finished two of them, granted. I only got two of them performed. The middle one, I didn't finish. But so basically the, the two that I got performed was the face, the concept of the face that you show to everybody and the face that you only show to yourself. And they're two complete contrasts. One of them is very like, I don't think unsettling. And then the other one's very like, like very fast, I right. think. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is, the one that is, you know, it's meant to be like flashy, show off, you know, kind of like an egotistical mm-hmm. thing, something that you would do to show off the people is the face that other people see of you you know and then the third one is the face that you would only show yourself so it's very you know it's mysterious it's like a serene but mysterious still you know and that was kind of what i was going for so it kind of shows the, the mystery and the and you know the, indiv- the concept of the individuality of a person when you heard your piece what did that feel like i mean i feel like that's got to be a unique feeling that you wouldn't have gotten elsewhere It was definitely cut short because of virtual. Because the whole concert was broadcasted virtually. And if I was there actually sitting in that hall with the live audience, hearing that piece performed and actually hearing the the live reaction, that would have been cool. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I really look forward to as a composer. You know, when I get get to school, I get to... Did you get any sort of feedback from the musicians who played your piece or anybody else that was like in the program or anything? Not as much as the musicians. I kind of talked with them about, you know, the playability of certain stuff. I made some changes for, you know, the sake of the performance like to make things a little easier you have like a least favorite like, group of instruments to, to compose for there are some instruments that are difficult to write for but i still love the harp is even an example because there's a lot of like you know limitations very specific limitations they have to encounter and you have to s- study the harp a lot you know to be able to start writing for it officially each string is it's like tuned to a, a c flat scale which is really weird there's 12 pedals you push the pedal up it takes the note a half step up and then down takes the note a half step down right like a harpist you wouldn't be able to play a chromatic scale you have like a favorite instrument i really do love the french horn and especially in the orchestra because it acts as a bridge between the brass and the woodwinds it has both these 
as in some cases it could act very ominous and brassy like the trombones can and with the, it could blend really nicely with the woodwinds you know like when you hear the, the theme of star wars it's the french horn you know it's very mellow very pleasant fun fact i was a french hornist from sixth grade to halfway through ninth grade when i decided i wanted to quit and become a podcaster no that was not why but <laughs> even though i quit i do love the sound of a good horn you want to tell them how many french horns you broke oh yes so that's the other <laughs> thing uh, but anyway yes i did break a bunch of horns because i never bought my own thank god because i quit but i never <laughs> bought my own horn so i had to use the school horns first time i was like really jamming like an f i was like really jamming the first trigger and then all of a sudden it just went and like completely flipped up and i was like that's not right that is not because all operated by strings so the string completely broke that was the first time it i think it happened one more time after that and then another time literally literally i was in the band room right before a concert that i had a solo in and i was like i was like warming up and then literally i was already nervous about the solo because i'm like i was like not very confident in my abilities so i was warming up and the same thing happened like right before oh, and man. the thing and i was like what the <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, there's a cool story. And Apex did a, a musical. Uh, I was never part of the pit orchestra. And the the night of the premiere of the show, I get a call from one of the percussionists and, and the band director. Everybody got the flu. So I basically showed up to this to the premiere of the show. And the, the, the guy gives me the music. And I pretty much have to sight read it as the performance is going on. Because all the kids got sick. Did it work out in the end? Yeah, it worked out. I did okay. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys know. I, I do have perfect pitch. Oh. Oh, oh sh yeah okay that's see that's something to brag about that that's that should have been on the brag sheet do you tell people that a lot of time you have perfect pitch and like if so what is their reaction to oh, it yeah like the stereotypical reaction if i say i have perfect pitch it'd be like what's this note uh and it's like this like untuned just sound that people produce and it's kind of funny you know, <laughs> i guess the relative pitch but every single time i mentioned that i have perfect pitch somebody asked me to identify a pitch carlos explained to me that and he was telling me that people asking charlie puth to name the note that that they're singing or whatever is like asking you what know, color <laughs> yeah what color is this yeah. and like just holding up like a picture of something two said violin did a video or like reviewed one of his videos yeah he's a worse than i do because everybody knows like he's a celebrity you know i feel like um, you, he'd like yeah. be walking down the street and some kid would like walk up to him and be like what's this note what's this note what's this note funny other funny experiences that you've had yeah, my family generally isn't musically inclined at all, except for my grandmother. Whenever they have friends over, they're like, Alex, why don't you go uh, play something on the piano for us? Every single time. So I have to, I'd go play like something like the Turkish March or something for the general public, because everybody knows that. They're like, oh my god, that was so good, and all this stuff. I mean, I don't want to sound like a... <laughs> Compliments like that don't really mean anything. That's kind of cool, the whole perfect pitch thing. I didn't even know I had it until a while ago. How do you, is it a discovery story cool? Is there a cool discovery um, story for that? You know, I was doing some stuff with my band director just kind of noticed and he said, you probably have perfect pitch. I'm like, huh, what's that? So I did some research and I like took some tests and stuff and yeah. So what did they, what did he notice? I think it was when I was uh, tuning timpani. Like, the, you know, if you know what a timpani is, I don't know. It's the, kettle, it's the kettle drum. It's like the big, there's like four of them, you know, and they're big and they're very dramatic bombastic whatever but basically oh, the way yeah, it yeah, yeah, yes 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 and each one is you know you have to tune it to a different note because they're pitched right you have to tune the timpani like I, I was working with my director and i like tune the timpani without even having a hesitation you know and he was like yeah you have perfect pitch probably
I do have to say that sometimes when people play out of tune, it really gets to me. What does it sound like? Like basically, it's like when you hear a really soothing sound, but it gets to like it's like as soon as somebody goes out of tune, it like cuts right through. It's like really sh- like a like a sharp cut through, and it like makes you cringe. At least for me, like every yeah. Like, Playing out of tune is like no thing. Like for me, it's particularly bad. Like sometimes, like my, my family would tell me, like during concerts, someone would, would play like flat or sharp, and I'd like make a face in the concert because it, like bothered me or something. If I put it like if I put it like a like a note in between two keys, or those called like microtones or whatever, that that would mess you up. Yeah, microtones. Like even the one makes a difference. What are the benefits that you've seen with being able to have perfect pitch and do the things that you do musically? It definitely helps me if I'm like writing, like writing a piece based on another piece. The, this the same play I told you about, you know, the Vietnam. Basically, the, the concept of it is there's, there's like three kids and they're sitting and they're watching the draft to see if they get called. And yeah. two of the guys are, you know, African American. And the the playwright had a specific request for me to incorporate like a freedom song in the orchestral part. So I went and I listened to a bunch of them. And I just kind of stuck to my head. So I didn't have to like constantly refer back to it to get the melody, you know. It was kind of useful in that sense. Or like, do like does drum tuning though to have them set to, like a certain key? I wouldn't be able to notice a difference, but like, do you? It, it really doesn't. Uh, at least not for me. I know people do that, but I think it's more of like a if you play in like an actual band, it makes a bigger difference in my opinion. If you play in like a big band, because there's like deeper harmonies than the the drum adds it. But if you play in a trio, like the tuning, the snare drum really doesn't make that big a difference. But it, generally, I like my my like my head tightened enough so like the pitch is like higher. But it's not. I don't like tuning it to like a certain B flat or a C or anything like that. Yeah. What is your like kind of biggest dream? Uh, where do you want to see yourself? Break it down for me. As of right now, I want to get a, a doctorate degree at some point in music. Something I, I'm really interested in as far as occupation. I want to be, you know, a composer, performer, and a pianist. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Alex Moisiev Music. And my website is uh, musicfromalex.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy and you want to help us out, you can follow us on whatever podcast listening platform you're currently listening on. If you want to check us out on Instagram and TikTok, we're at later today podcast you can check us out on youtube uh we are called later today podcast on there as well thank you guys so much for listening once again and we'll see you guys next week for a brand new podcast episode mom go away i'm recording a podcast recording a pod recording a podcast toodaloo yo what key is this <laughs> oh. <laughs>